I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Today, I'm joined by another incredible guest. We've got Brentford and Spain international, David Rea. Hello. Hello. How are we? You always have home to come back. It's a, a opportunity that you, you have to take it. How did you adjust to the food in England? Oh, that was that was hard. <laughs> that was that was really hard. That was the best experience of my football career in a way of developing as a as a as a person and as a as a footballer. One of the dream moments as a as a footballer that you want to to play at highest level at the moment was the championship with with Blackburn. Simon Eastwood got red ass, and then one of the youngins hit the ball hit his back of his knee and he hurt his knee. Gaffer was scrambling because if something happened to Steely, we had no goalie for Liverpool. We, we do fish out of water. Yeah, fish out of water, <laughs> that's a good one, yeah. Oh, it's so easy to be a goalie, yeah? yeah. They always say the same. I like to train with the worst pair of gloves ever. World Cup, that is something that I will never forget, obviously. This bit in has linked you with a £35 million move. <laughs> what a save from Mark Howard. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Yours Mine Away podcast with me, Mark Howard, and my producer, Ben. Today, I'm joined by another incredible guest. I actually can't quite believe that he's come on, taking time out of his day. We've got Brentford and Spain international, David Rea. Hello. Hello. How are we? Oh, mate, I'm buzzing to have you on. I'm absolutely delighted oh, to be here. It's a pleasure to be here. Obviously, this is all about goalkeeping and that, and you've had some rise to to get to where you are now and that and we'll crack on in that journey but first I'm going to start off with a little quick fire questions yeah, just on. to uh to break you in mate yep right catch or parry catch nice tea or coffee coffee play short or kick it long play short yeah I knew that was your answer <laughs> <laughs> had to be your style of play uh favorite ever goalkeeper uh Iker Casillas nice good choice I'm a massive Real Madrid fan I'm oh, Tottenham nice. and Real Madrid I just oh. like white kits I do <laughs> I yeah. see that best goalkeeper in the world right now Courtois nice ketchup or mayonnaise ketchup long sleeve shirts or short sleeve short sleeve yeah world cup or champions league world cup movie or box set uh movie and then last one, right, save a penalty or score a goal? Uh, depends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> depends. I, I think if it's score if, a goal, mate. I'd love to if score If he's the goal. winner, yeah. I score, uh, I score a goal. Let's say you, you score the winner or you save it and it, you win the game. 
score a goal. Isn't it? Yeah, score a goal. Yeah, it's just got to be done. <laughs> I want it, one, man, yeah. so bad. I had the chance against Everton to to equalise, and yeah. I hit, I missed the target. Oh, cutting! <laughs> Did it sit nicely for you as well? It was a header. Header, yeah. And it was quite wide, but it oh. was a good effort. Yeah, 50 I needed, some, I needed someone at the back post just to tap it in. At least I get the assist. Yeah, something. exactly that, right? As I said, you've had an incredible rise to the Premier League. You're near the end of another season. But what I want to ask is your earliest memory of playing in goal. Ooh, probably with my brother when I was uh, very, very young. He was a striker. Um, so because of him, I think that's why I like to be a goalkeeper. He always put me Kick in goal. Kick <laughs> So in my house, we always played uh, football and me and my brother, he's three years older than me. So I think in my in my garden, just playing football with him. Yeah, that, honestly, the amount of goalkeepers that we get bullied by our older brother in <laughs> yeah. the garden, that's yeah. all it is. So yeah. many keepers say the same thing that I was in the back garden and I always went in goal. Yeah, that's with my brother always. It always happened. And, and then when I was getting older, uh, I liked it and I enjoyed it. And then did you start already looking for a team or was it the school team that you played for? Or? No, when I I played for my local town uh, team uh, called Corbera Llobregat and I was, I think I started when I was five or six and I liked it being in goal. Uh, I don't know why, it was something natural for me and since the first day I've never moved back. Yeah, oh, you also played futsal as a kid and that yeah. also yeah. talks about why you're so good at playing out from the back. Yeah, I played well futsal with with my friends in, on the Sundays uh, in the in the futsal park that we we have just like two minutes away from my house. Uh, we used to meet up uh, every Sunday to play with friends in the tournaments and and five five six aside. So I didn't want to go in goal in there. I wanted to to enjoy because obviously playing on the Saturday with when when you're young and playing in goal, you don't want to go in, in goal. You want to enjoy a little bit more football. Yeah, so especially with your, it. your friends and that. You yeah, want to exactly. have a kick about and yeah. have a laugh with them. It's not the same in goal. You feel yeah. detached from them at that exactly. age. Exactly. Uh, so I've got here, right? You were obviously born in Spain. You're born in Barcelona, but you're a Real Madrid fan. That's, I don't know what the, that comes from. Uh, as you I said, that in my house, my dad supported Madrid and that's why I saw at home, but... I've always liked the Premier League since I was young. Yep. I've I followed loads of clubs in, in the Premier League and when I was young I just followed more Liverpool. Oh right, okay. But I've I wouldn't say I'm I'm a fan of any team. Uh, I've just liked football. Yeah, uh, mine was similar. I I loved white kits. So anyone that wore <laughs> white kits and that's honestly so I was Tottenham when I was young, England, uh Real Madrid. I used to love the Kelme kits. Oh, with yeah. The purple paw yeah, prints. Yeah. Oh my god, they were the best kids. Raul on the back. <laughs> it's my favourite time that. Yeah, my dad is a is a Madrid fan. Um but that's why I see it as sort of home. But I wouldn't say I'm a, I'm a any team fan in a in a way. Is it different in Spain getting scouted? Obviously you signed for Cornelia. Yeah. How does that go about and what age was you? I was so how old I was? I think I was ten or nine. Uh I don't know how someone saw me playing for my local team and they approached my dad uh, from Cornellà and then they said, oh, we want to, to game for the under, I think I was under 10s. Uh, they played with a, with a small goal still yeah. and 7v7. Seven seven. And it was a good opportunity. Obviously, we knew that uh, Cornellà as, as an academy was the third best in, in Catalonia and they played good football and, and all that. So it was a... It was an easy choice for for us to to make that move, and it was not far from from my house. So that's uh, what I do then. <laughs> that's that was the 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 procedure from from going from my town to to Cornellà. 
And you said about your brother being a footballer as yeah. well. Uh, did your parents obviously had to juggle taking you to football, taking him to football? You got any other siblings? Uh, no, it's, uh, well, I've, I have another older brother, but he's he's now forty. We are 12, 12 years apart. Yeah. Uh, but to be fair, it's a, it's a funny story. When when I signed for for Cornellà, obviously they they wanted me, and my dad made Cornellà sign my brother for the other team nice. as well. So it was easier for us to yeah. to go into training and everything. Yeah. So he played. He used to play for. He played in the in in my town as well, and then he's he played for one of the teams out, out, outside Barcelona Academy, um, Barça Condal. used to call. He, they used to train just outside the Camp Nou, and then when I signed for 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 Cornellà, uh, my dad made him sign my my brother for for the older teams as well. And did you have other opportunities at other clubs? Obviously, we know the famous. Madrid and Barcelona. Did you ever have opportunities for them, or uh, no? Well, did you play a lot of games against their academies? Uh, no, uh, the uh, we in our league it was the most known. It was Barcelona and Espanol, and then obviously because we are young, we don't play. It's not like here in England that you play against the all all the whole country in, yep. in, in a way and the, all the bigger teams. We it was by divisions and we were in the top division in in each uh, group level. It was like and the nines and the tens and the elevens and the twelves, yeah, fourteens and the fifteens. And then when you are on the sixteens, you you go a, a level higher. And then we played Barcelona, Espanol, Girona. Maybe you guys know. Uh, and that's it. Maybe in tournaments we played Villarreal, Betis. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever played uh, against Madrid or Seville or teams like that. Yeah, because over here the academies are quite split up into yeah. regions and yeah. also the levels. So Premier League and Championship, exactly. their levels are. They all have a north and a south league yeah. for the academies to play against each other. And we had like a lot of rivalries when I was coming through at Arsenal with like Southampton because of yeah. their team at the time was just Gareth Bale and yeah. a lot of really really good players in that team. So we always like dug in against the other teams. <laughs> it, was, it was good going, though. Uh, in Spain, it's different. Even from a, such a young age, you are in a league and then you can get relegated and you can get promoted. Right, okay. So I think it makes it a little bit more competitive in, in a way when, when you're a bit young. I know you want to enjoy football, but obviously winning, matters. Is, it, it, it matters. And in that age, that makes you be the best and, and, and be better in, in every aspect. That's good, though. It makes it competitive yeah. from the start. Uh, as I said then, right, you love playing out from the back and the yeah. futsal has clearly had a big part to play. Is it just because of the amount of touches of the ball and how technical that you've become playing that, that you think you've carried that on in your career? I think so. I think I, I enjoy playing out uh, even sometimes in, in training and they try to they might miss a player and we have three goals. Oh, can I go out? Can I be outside, outfield? Or, and I try to, to be more... I think you feel... When you're a goalkeeper, you feel a little bit excluded of of, of the team. 100%. You, you probably know that. And then when you are with the team and you maybe you get, join the possessions and and you join maybe by accident you join the five aside and you are one of the outfield players or, or or whatever. I think you feel you enjoy it more. And and I think it's one of the the treats I have since I was very young. Um, I remember one day when, when I was young, I I didn't want to play in goal that game, so I strapped my fingers. And I said to the to the coach, I was only six or seven, so I cannot play in goal. Can I play a striker? And he put me a striker. So sometimes I, I like to be out, outfield and having that joy at the weekends as well on the Sunday with my friends. It was it was important for me to to develop and, and to 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 enjoy football to and enjoy to be it. happy. Yeah, yeah, you get that release. I used to tactically sometimes not take my gloves. 
<laughs> pretend I've forgotten. I did. Like, obviously, you're saying you pretended you had hurt fingers. I'd turn up and not take my gloves and be like, oh, you can't do shooting today. So then I'd have to join in with like the possession stuff. I used to love it. I'm the same as you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to to be involved with the team as well. And always, you as a goalie, you go out earlier. Yeah. And then you get called when they need you, you know, as a shooting or whatever. Get whistled at like you're yeah, a dog. Yeah, exactly. Oh, kind of, kind it's, of. It's Keepers. On a, this is one of my pet Keepers. peeves, right? Is you'll get the coach at the other end of the pitch go, whistle you, and you're like, here, boy. That's what it feels like. It honestly feels like that sometimes, doesn't it? Um, right, I'm going to crack on with the quiz anyway. Right? This is a trick, this quiz, right? It's, okay. it's not meant to be easy. So I've got five current international goalkeepers yep. and five names of celebrities or people around the world. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's oh, one so point. You're going <laughs> to trick me yes, here? Yes, it's a trick, okay. yeah. Everything sounds like a goalkeeper, everything. Okay. Right, just so you know. But uh, listeners can head over to YouTube uh, and check the leaderboard and it's one point for each answer. And you okay. say goalie or no goalie. What's it in Spanish? Portero or no portero. Do you want to do that? <laughs> it sounds so much better. If you, if you want to, I don't mind. Yeah, let's do potero or no potero. Yes. Good. Not bad? Yeah, not yes. too bad. Not God, too bad for the first time. One, yes. <laughs> right, number one, Georgi Mamish uh, Mama Dashvili. That's a portero. He is a goalkeeper, mate. He is Georgia and Valencia goalkeeper. Started you off nice yeah. and easy there. Mama Dashvili, no, it's called. Mama Dashvili. Yeah. 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 That's how, that's how I know the name. Yeah. So I obviously play for, yeah. for uh, um, Valencia. Yeah. I thought I'd give you a nice easy one to start <laughs> off, Mir. Right, number two, Schaefer Smith. No portero. Not a goalkeeper. His real name's Neo, the singer. Uh, um, oh, Neo, okay. Yeah? yeah, 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 yeah. Let okay, me love you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, cool dude, him. Yeah. Good boys, huh? Yeah, very good voice. I bet he does well for the women as well. <laughs> <laughs> right, number three, Krishna Banji. I'm going to have to guess. No portero. No goalkeeper, mate. You're yeah. on fire here. He's actor Ben Kingsley. Uh, he actually narrated uh, All or Nothing Manchester City. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, That's no really good. That was really good. Good actually. program, isn't it? The Arsenal one and nothing. the Man City one. All or Nothing. Yeah, it's really and, good. And the Spurs ones. I yeah. think they are brilliant. I think they give uh, exposure to everybody. Exactly. Have you watched the Welcome to Wrexham one yet? No. You need to watch that one. It's good on Disney. Okay. Disney Plus. Oh, it's on Disney Plus, yeah? I highly recommend. Obviously, okay. you've worked in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give you a go, yeah? Yeah, cheers, mate. I'll tell the boss. <laughs> <laughs> right, number four, Maxim Plotnikov. Portero. He is a goalkeeper, mate. Belarus and Kaspis Aktu. There he is. Young, huh? Yeah, very young. International goalie, mate, for Belarus. Good right. guessing, by the way. You mate, you're on fire. Four out of four. <laughs> Number five, Mohamed Al Awas. I think that he's a portero. Yeah, you've heard him. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, you know that yeah, one. Yeah. Al Halil and yeah, Saudi Arabia goalkeeper. Yeah, I remember. Was yeah. in the World Cup. That's it. Yeah, he, he got knocked out. That was the he's one. The one yeah. that, I don't know. He fractured his core. Yeah, I think like so. That, yeah, no? I remember. I remember. It was yeah. early in the game as well. Yeah. 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 Mate, you're from fire here. <laughs> right, number six, Guy Ferrari. No portero. He's not a goalkeeper, mate. Actor. Uh, he's a famous American TV chef. Six out of six, mate. Flying here. Look at a mental cat. I him. think I've seen him, yeah. I've seen him on, on Instagram, I yeah. think. He barbecues Cooking everything, yeah. mate. Grills everything. Smoke everywhere, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> can tell by his hair. Right, number seven, Guillermo Viscara. Guillermo Viscara. Portero. Goalkeeper, mate. You're on fire. Bolivia and strongest FC in Bolivia. That one. Oh, he got a bus nose there. Yeah. 
Well, I've I've got my nose broken. So yeah. a few times or what? No, just once. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah. With um, Blackburn. Yeah, Jerry Rodriguez did it. Oh, did he? Yeah. When he, uh, we played West Brom, and then he just kicked me in the face. Oh, it's horrible. Painful. I had uh, my eye socket done, and oh. so my tear duct on my right side don't work. So when it's cold, it just streams. Really? And, uh, it was an Argentinian left back I had uh, in St. Mirren called Franco Miranda. Just by accident in training, just threw an arm, oh. caught me in the eye socket, and got a crappy eye. Nah, mate. We always get loads of yeah, shit. Yeah, loads of stuff, mate. I don't, I'll write that one to my list. I forgot about <laughs> that one. Number eight, Patrick Matassi. No portero. He's a goalie. He's a goalie. Kenya ah. and St. George. Still, mate, on seven. Two more to go, right? Two more to go. Number nine, Benjamin Haggerty. No portero. Not a goalkeeper. He is thrift shop singer Macklemore. Yeah. Good voice as well, mate. Yeah, that the song, what was the name of the song? Years, years ago, it was very, very famous. Thrift shop, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's the one. Right, and number 10, Emilio Linares. Portero. Not a goalkeeper. <sighs> Spanish inventor of the spacesuit. Oh, Linares. Yeah, got it. In 1936, mate. First person to invent a spacesuit was from Spain. Good. Good going, well, that, is it? country, that. Very... <laughs> <laughs> well played, mate. Eight. Eight, not bad, eh? Eight's good, mate. Very good. good. Very good score. Good Puts you high up on the leaderboard as well. I, like, I need a few goalies, so... That's, yeah. That uh, I easy. felt you in with the yeah. Villa... Yeah, yeah, Villa you helped me there. Yeah. You helped me in there. Yeah. I couldn't stitch you up, could I? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Right, uh, I want to talk about life in England then. So from uh, Cornelia, you've moved to Blackburn. Blackburn, That yeah. originally came about on a trial. Yes. Um, what was the, the initial conversations between yourself and Blackburn and Cornelia and moving abroad? So, first of all... Um, the the talks come about because one of my ex teammates that is one year older than me, Hugo Fernandez, he signed for for Blackburn from Cornellà. He played for the, the Spain national team under 18s, I think it was, and then he was he was scouted by a lot, a lot of teams, and then he signed for for Blackburn. So uh, Cornellà, they are very clever club in a way. And they did like a like a contract between the the two clubs that every six months they were coming to watch us train. And then uh, they came in 2011. So he signed 2010 to 2011. And then in 2011 in Easter week, I went on trial to to Blackburn for for four days. We were about eight or nine kids, more or less, that we came on trial. Different ages. Oh right, so, uh, so across the age group, yeah, so it was eight, yeah. Uh, yeah. eight of us. 
more or less, yep. different age, age groups. And I was training for, with the under 16, played with under 16s, you know, because it's not, it's not a league, so you can have trials yep. and in England, you can, you can do that. So we played, we played Liverpool and we played Man City both away. And then they were happy with, with me. They were, uh, they wanted to sign me. So because I was 15, I couldn't. Uh, I needed to be 16 to to be able to move abroad yeah. on my own. So that's the same year in October. I came on trial for two weeks. Uh, I spent two weeks in in Blackburn, and then they said, the two or three days later, they rang Cornelia and they said, "Oh, we want to sign him for next season, and for July." Oh right, okay, yeah. So and the next year for the, for the next season, yeah, because. I I've born in September in Spain. I'm a year above, and then in 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 Spain it goes from year to year. Yep. Uh, in England it goes for September to September. So because here I'm a year younger, I could afford to move in July. But then a week a week later that we we were told that we want uh, they want me in July. They said, oh, I think uh, the club thinks that if David comes in January, it'll be easier for him to adapt to. To England, to the football, to the academy, and then he can learn English quicker. So I moved in in January, January two thousand and twelve. Oh, because your school year would have finished yeah, year two. That's brilliant. Exactly. That then, yeah. Instead of having to wait. Yeah, exactly. Because I already finished my secondary school. In in a way, I was just doing like a B tech. I could quit when I wanted to. Yeah. When I wanted to. So. Was you nervous about moving over or, or excited? No, I was. I was excited. Yeah. I was really excited. Um, my mum was uh, a little bit upset. Uh, but I never had a problem with my parents. They were really open, and they, when the chance came, they said, "You, you always have home to come back. Uh, there's a, a opportunity that you cannot take. Yeah. Uh, to, uh, like you have to take it. And if it doesn't work, you always got come back, and your home is going to be here." What was Diggs like then at 16 years old? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it was. Um, we lived uh, uh, the first year scholars. Uh, lived in like um, in like a like a semi-detached house where the two there was two houses separated in the middle, uh, two different doors, and then the second year scholars they used to live at the lodge where because in a different area like a bit further than the academy because Blackburn has the senior training center and the academy yeah center se- of excellence yeah. yeah so they have the the hillside where it was the first team, uh, the first year scholars that is like. 30 seconds walk into the academy. And then when you are second year scholar, because you are kind of like touching under 21s, and under 21s play, uh, train in the senior training center, they live in a in a, on the lodge, where it's like a proper dicks, like yep. just room next to the room. The other one is like a house. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was I, I liked it. Good uh, fun. Yeah, I had my, uh, my own room, so uh, it was good. Obviously, I, I had some uh, Spanish teammates as well. Uh, the weekends, obviously, the 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 players that lived in England they they go home and then the foreign players we we stayed there and yeah we had hung out on that yeah, yeah how did you adjust to the food in England oh that was that was hard <laughs> that was that was really hard obviously living at home and then my mum cooking everything yeah. and 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 changing to to the English food eating at five five p.m. dinner it was it was it was hard but obviously I, I got used to it yeah and what's the dressing room like obviously. You'd been in Spanish dressing rooms, but I knew you was young. But when you move over here, what are the the team spirit, uh, the attitude, the, the desire of the players? Is it different? Yeah, it is different. Uh, obviously, at the, at, at the start, I didn't understand anything. I I couldn't speak a word of English. 
Couldn't uh, get the banter. I couldn't, no. Uh, obviously, I, the Hugo helped me, and obviously he was a year above, and then he spoke better English than me, and he gave me introduced to everybody and and everything. But yeah, I think the, the dressing was, uh, in, in, in that age, they're quite different. Like, obviously, it's different banter, different yeah. type of jokes and, and everything. But obviously, at the, at the time, I didn't understand anything, so I was just... Observing. Just, just quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just quiet and just taking it all in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, from Blackburn, obviously the academy and that you ended up going out on loan to Southport. Yeah. That must have been a whole new experience to yourself. That was the best experience of my football career in a way of developing as a as a as a person and as a as a footballer. Yeah, so many people say that the loan move is the reason why they want to go out and win every game and they learn desire and their attitude and application because they realise that winning matters and how hard it is the further down the leagues you drop. Was you the same? Yeah, I think that teached me like how important it is to win a game in that in those situations. Obviously, coming from the academy, uh, Blackburn and, and everything, playing training in the on real facilities, having your clothes clean and every day and breakfast and everything and going out on loan to, to Southport where it was conference prem at the time, fighting for the relegation and then obviously the players working and then playing and then trying to mix it up during the week and then the bonus that we used to get at the end of the game if we win, that was very important for the players to to get to pay the next bill or, or to be a bit more safe during during the month was uh, was very important and, and to used to give you those values as a as a person to to not take anything for granted also the the dressing rooms and the pitches yeah. would have been terrible yeah. really we we trained at Edge Hill if i'm not mistaken in in Liverpool and sometimes we had to train in in artificial grass because the pitch or was flooded or someone was it was taken by the university and obviously the, the the grounds at the at the end, at the at the weekend it wasn't the best either. Uh, there's not much footy played there. Uh, but yeah, obviously it's, it's completely different. And it was a it was really really important for me to to go on loan and, and enjoy that those three months that I spent at Southport. Yeah, it seemed, obviously looking at your career and that over, it seemed like when you got back from Southport, you had a real desire to get into the first team at Blackburn. It obviously proved really worthwhile we had a really good fight with Jason Steele for the starting spot and then finally established yourself at Blackburn was it obviously it's your whole career had built to that point that far was it just an amazing feeling to finally get that debut yeah obviously that was one of the dream moments as a as a footballer that you want to to play as as the at the highest level and that highest level at the moment was the championship with with Blackburn and I was I think I was only 19 years old where I took the opportunity to to play my first game against Leeds. Obviously, after the the loan move at Southport, I wanted to stay at Southport. Let's carry on the, yeah. the loan, but uh, Blackpool didn't let me. They wanted me to to train with the first, well to keep going with the first team and, and experience and, and push, and that was really really helpful to to get the uh, the debut against Leeds. I was very lucky. To, to get the debut because something happened the day before. I'll, I'll tell you the story in a minute. <laughs> uh, to make my debut and then I played the last game of the season. Um, uh, I can't remember against who, who it was against. Well, obviously that was my two games. Yeah. But I got my debut because on on the Friday, 
with John Kelly, we used to, you know, you, we played two touch. Yep. And then if you lose three games, you get red ass. Yeah. So Simon Eastwood got red ass, and then one of the younguns hit the ball, hit his back of his knee, and it hurt his knee. Oh, no way. So his knee wasn't right. And then we were playing Liverpool in the cup on the following Tuesday or Wednesday. I was cup tied. We had the one keeper who was injured, didn't know it was, if it was going to be a lot or no. And then it was me and the Steely. Something happened to Steely on the Saturday. We will have no goalies to play against Liverpool because Simon was injured with his knee. Yeah. So the gaffer decided to, to put me in goal. No way. That's a yeah. class story. Red ass for anyone that's listening. <laughs> right, so you play two-touch. If you lose at two-touch, it's literally you stand on the line. And from the penalty spot? Penalty spot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have to pull your kicks down, your trousers down, get your ass out and just hope hope no one that, hits you. No one hits it, yeah. Yeah. Normally it's ear flicks so, or red yeah, ass. So, but <laughs> ear flicks if, if you miss one, if you lose one. But if you lose three in a row... Oh, that's, right, red that, ass, that, yeah. That was the red ass because it was a bigger punishment. Yeah. And, and, and the Fisher just smashed the ball, he hit his left knee, I think, and he just oh. tweaked his, tweak his knee. Yeah. And obviously he didn't travel. And Got you an opportunity, the gaff, that. The gaffer was scrambling because if something happened to Steely, uh, we had no goalie for Liverpool because we didn't know how yeah, how yeah. serious was uh, Simon Eastwood's injury was. Wow. It was nothing at the end. Yeah. He 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 be able to, to play that game. But obviously that gave me the, the debut. That That's we, incredible, that. So though. that was... That was my story. See, at the moment baby. we play two touch and we do like animals. We do animals as we well. We do animals, yes. Yeah. It's, it's politically correct now. So yeah. like, if you lose, you do dog and yeah. cow and pig. Yeah. And we do stupid ones now, like snake and like <laughs> ones that you can't do. We fish did slug the other day. We, we do fish out water. Yeah, fish out water. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm going to try that one tomorrow. That'll be a good one, that. So then from there, you, uh, with Blackburn, you end up getting promoted and you played literally every well, 47 games I've got written down. Yeah. Uh and went on to make a hundred appearances. You clearly had a really good run in the side. Yeah. yeah. So the year that this another year, I played five games, got dropped, Gaffer got uh, sacked, and then the following season, that's the, the year that we get relegated. Steely gets injured. The last five games of the season, I played the last five games. We get relegated. We get promoted in League One, uh, first attempt, and then. That next season, I played the whole season, yeah. uh, apart of the last four games of uh, the campaign, because we were safe and he gave an opportunity to, uh, to Jason Lutweiler. Yeah, and what's the training intensity in England for the goalkeepers like? Uh, obviously, you've worked with in the Spanish international camps. Is it really different or is there a lot of similarities? I think, I think you cannot compare when you are with international as when you are with your club. I yeah. think with international is more like a group related. We train 15, 20 minutes with the goalie, uh, with the with the goalies, and then we are doing rondos and uh, possessions and more team based. I think it's more important to have that team based that work off with the with the goalies that we do normally. Uh, that's that's we are trained for. I think obviously with 10, 15 minutes a day. To warm up is, is enough with an international uh, team, so it's a bit different. But obviously, I train with different type of goalie coaches and different type of ideas, and I like to work hard. I don't like uh, that standing, and I like to I like I like the goalie coach that pushes me and and makes me tired. Yeah, but that's what goalkeeper training is. You only get like 15, 20 minutes sometimes, half yeah. an hour. You want to go over there and get a batter in because yeah. then when you come over with a team, you've done all your work and it's like the easy bit going in the small side yeah. of games, isn't it? Yeah. Is that 
that unity in England, especially I'll talk about the goalkeepers union a little bit, but is that so different or is it in Spain you feel like the goalkeepers stick together, even like lunches and dinner and... Uh, I think I think that GK Union in in England is a bit more important in in a way. I think obviously I've never been in a in a team in Spain as a professional, so I don't know how that how that works. And obviously I went with an international, and we are we are together. We we get along and yeah. and everything. We make jokes, but I think it's, it's different because you don't you don't see each other every day and you don't share the same dressing room for for a long time. You yeah. you share it for for a week and a half and. Is different. It's a different environment. I think it's the same with the players. I think the players will say the same as a. It's different. The, the atmosphere as an in, international that I, at your club. Yeah. Obviously, you don't share that much time together. No, obviously the bonding that you have from being together yeah. every day, yeah. having but, breakfast, lunch, dinner. But for traveling. me, the the, the UK union is very important to have a, a really good group of GKs that can have fun and push each other. Is 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 something essential for for the goalie as a. And for training, I think it makes you want to go to training and, and enjoy it and, and learn. And if you don't have a, a good relationship with the with the other goalies, I think that'll be a bit more difficult to, to gain. Because I've had it in the past where I've played, not played, and my whole career, like, it is like that. But you're always, when you're together, it's, there is no first-choice goalkeeper. There's no, no second. You just work hard yeah. together and you push each other and you have a laugh together. It's actually a yeah. really good time. And when the, the outfielders see us, they don't understand it no, at don't. all. They don't. There's the typical, oh, you just play two touch, you just roll around. Pat a cake, it? Yeah, it? and oh, it's so easy to be a goalie. Yeah? yeah, they always say the same. Yeah, just throw it's, head catch, yeah. just throwing it around <laughs> yeah. and that. But like we have such a good laugh down the other end yeah. of the field, yeah. and even like like you're currently playing, you know that anyone else is pushing you as much as they can, and even the young kids are yeah. they're watching you and learning off you and you're setting standards that that's going to be in place for their whole career. Yeah. No, like, that's, it's, I think when you are playing, I think you have to be a role model to, to the rest. And obviously, if it's, it, what, the way I think is, if you are playing, make sure you train well. Because if not, that's when the other ones can, can moan and say, yeah. oh, he's not training well. I'm training better than him, but he's still playing. But if you are the one that trains hard and pushes everybody, I think everybody is going to push you, and the environment together is going to be it's going to be massive, and it's going to be so fun to to train and to to enjoy training every every day, and want to go out and and, and learn the stuff. Yeah, that's it exactly. When you're competitive and you're doing well, everyone comes with you, yeah. and the standards get better. I always find that that whoever's the, to keep a player, whether it's me or someone else, as long as the one that's playing drives the training, yeah. they're louder, they're more fun. It's like you can bring everyone with you. Yeah, exactly. I think it's very, it's very important. Uh, obviously, I've been in the Spurs that I've not played and, and I've played and I'm the same person, the same trainer that if I'm playing or I'm not playing. That's that's something that I always... I always th- uh, and I, I like to say to the youngins as well to... Don't get carried away. If you start playing, make sure you, where, where you come from because you've been there. Yeah. So they need, we need to remember that we've not been playing sometimes and you know the feeling of not playing. Obviously, everybody wants to play, but it's only one spot and it's not your mate's fault. It's the gaffer that picks the team. Exactly so that. It's yeah. not his fault. So sometimes I don't understand when people say that goal is that they don't get along with the other goalie because they're not playing. It's not his fault. You your teammates it is it is what it is that's exactly it I, I love the way you just phrased it it is what it is mate the manager yeah. picks the team yeah. just get along yeah. isn't it? hi this is Matt Smith and this is the glove review on the yours mine away podcast
Right, uh, let's talk about gloves for a minute, yeah? Go on. Uh, so what gloves do you currently wear? One glove. The one glove. Yeah. You've been with them a while now, haven't you? Yes, since Southport. Yeah? Yeah, so yeah, eight, eight nine years, yeah. more or less. Uh, what size are you? 11 and a half. You have big hands, yeah, yeah. very big hands. Yeah. Do you like them bi- feel, to feel big or no, do you tight. like them tight? They're yeah? tight, they're yeah. tight. And what sort of gloves do you wear? Do you wear what cut? Uh, it's like it's like neutral kind of thing. Yeah. I, I've got I've got negative and and like a flat palm kind of thing. Do you flick between the two, or is it just? A, it's a hybrid of like a flat it's palm. A, yeah, it's a yeah, hybrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, obviously, uh, I want to talk a little bit about how you look after your gloves. Yeah. Uh, and you must get through a lot of pairs of gloves anyway. Yep. How often do you change your gloves? Um, for training. For games. So for games, I normally play two games, maybe. But then for training, I like to train with the worst pair of gloves ever. Like, you know, when you put them in so the water. So dry. You know, when you put in the water and the, the ball slips, I like to train like that because you concentrate more to catch the ball and you... That's a good tactic. I like that. You you concentrate more and then when you put like a proper pair of gloves, you catch things that you, you don't think you can catch. I like that tactic. Like, I'm so, going to try this. So it's like you're training with like no grip. Yeah. So you have to concentrate more on your hands and the position that you put your hands and then if you catch from with those... Imagine if you how what can a you catch good with pair a, of gloves. That makes sense, gloves, yeah. mate. That's really good psychology in that. Make sure all kids are listening to that. Do you have any superstitions with your gloves? Like nobody no. allowed to touch them, or the way you wash them, or I don't wash them. Do you never wash <laughs> them? No, I just wear them for one or two games. Yeah, training I, gloves. I, no, I took them to the. Crowd. Oh, you do? Yeah, I yeah. always took them to the crowd. Yeah, you know, kids. I hope they always want the gloves and. And I want to make them happy, so I just, if they ask me for the gloves, I just took them. That's class, mate. That's superb. Uh, have you got anything that you change about your gloves? Obviously, do you, you don't wear straps either, do I, you? I do, I do. Oh, I you've do got the strap straps. ones? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is there anything that you have had adjusted in the past? Or are you pretty standard? Do you just like it? Um, I like thing, thing gloves. I like to, the feel of the ball. You know, like the roll fingers, for example, I don't like that. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's just, it's just too thick, and I like to feel the ball. I like it like to be very very thin, so I can have the contact of of the ball and everything. But now having with the one glove, obviously uh, they changed a little bit of the the models and the last model that they made for me. It was, it's incredible. I've been I've been with that model for a few years now. Yeah, and do you have to change your gloves for the different balls? Obviously, in all competitions, you're using different balls. And do you have a, yeah. a certain routine now? You're yeah. just happy to just go out and wear a yeah. good pair of gloves, and you know yeah. you trust them. Yeah, I train. Sometimes two days before or one day before uh, the game, I train with them. I don't like to wear brand new gloves for, for a game. I, I need to I need to train two, one or two days before, and then I just keep those for maybe one game or two games. Sometimes, depends. Yeah. Depends. Yeah, that honestly, I I like wearing mine on Friday training session yeah. just to get the because you don't do a lot anyway, but no. just to get that coating off yeah. that plastic. You just get that soap that, yeah, that they have like feeling. a little bit of soap. Yeah, so yeah. And um, sometimes, obviously, when you when you wear your gloves, they just might get ripped or yeah. whatever. So I, I need to change them. You don't I, like I, any rips on them or that. Yeah. If if I'm gonna play on the Saturday and I see like a like a like a rip or like the latex just grazes, I need to get another pair. Yeah, because for 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 the I need I need it to look fresh, but I need to wear them. Yeah. Uh, and do you try and match your boots and gloves color wise and no. your kits now you've just no. got no interest no I, uh, why, uh, my gloves has to be white yep that's that's the only thing my boots I don't care oh yeah I, I just, like white boots as well I like white gloves white yeah. boots I think uh, it just looks I, nice I don't care 
be fair because that's what they give me so i yeah. cannot, i cannot choose no nah, so true just, yeah. they just give it to me i wear them i don't mind yeah uh, and obviously the the goalkeeper kits have changed a lot yeah. uh, and gloves have changed a lot have, have there ever been kits that you hated and uh, have you got a favorite color kit you like wearing i hate the one we played against united and and newcastle the green one the green one yeah and i think we're playing on it on saturday oh yeah i don't like it you all. like the gray one though didn't you uh i like the purple one that yeah. we have um, yeah, the purple one is nice. I think. I bet really... at Southport you had some big baggy kits as well. Not really. No. Nah? No. It was. It, oh mate, it, it my was, debut uh, kits may, were maybe massive. Maybe because I was I was quite big, but uh, now it was it was all right. Yeah. It was short sleeve as well. Yeah. Oh, decent. That's that's pretty no, good Sal- going. Southport was good. Yeah. Southport was good. That's good yeah, that. I remember. I remember the kits and the, yeah, it was good. Uh, are you? I want to ask about any superstitions uh, and then pre-match meals as well. I have routines. just for details. You have routines. Routines. Uh, I don't like. I get dressed by my right foot first. Everyone does this. It's I like, don't know why, but yeah. it's just just a routine. Yeah. It's just your head telling you it's game day, but I not. I don't think about it. I just N- natural. It. Natural do it and. Pretty much, if I'm hungry, I eat more. If I'm not hungry, I don't eat that much. Yeah, I'm not very superstitious yeah. in that way. And then I enter with my right foot with a little bit of jump, and then I say some things to my head. Yeah, and I touch the three post. That's it. Not it's just routine. Routine, yeah. You just, just go through concentrated. that. Yeah, yeah, no, you, exactly that. that. You concentrate. Everybody got does have their own routines. Or yeah. I talk to myself quite a lot. I walk up and down in my six yard box, <laughs> and but I'll, it's like. It's not visualization because I'm talking, but I'm saying like, oh, good starting positions today. Can can you be clean? Can you distribute quickly? I'm yeah. thinking these things yeah, in my yeah. head and walking around going, right, these are like my objectives. Yeah. No, that's, that's a curious one. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I like it. But a lot of people touch their posts and stuff like out of routine, yeah. just check yeah. they're all all right. And yeah, that. it's just something that I've done for years yeah, right. since I was, I don't know, very, very young. Yeah. So it just, it just comes through the years and you do it naturally it's not like you force anything and, yep. but the, the good thing is sometimes you don't have time to do it so i don't care i've done the stress oh shit you know like people say oh i've got to do this i've got to do that i've got to do this if not i'm not gonna have a good game no no no, no. it's not like it's that. irrelevant it's it? irrelevant it's just something that i just if you have time to do it you do it if you don't have time to do it you don't do it it's fine let's go on to brentford then go on uh you made your move for three million pound from Bre- from blackburn to brentford uh, close fee Oh, well. <laughs> it depends on which website yeah, you check. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, obviously, the transfer was uh, for Brentford was really big at the time and uh, obviously a statement of intent, but they and yourself fit perfectly in the way that you both play. Yeah. It must have just felt like a, a perfect scenario at that time. For me, it was the best thing I've done because uh, Blackburn, obviously, I was going to carry Blackburn with me for, for my life, obviously. It was it was it's like home to be there. I got family and friends over there, but you know I felt in that stage, um, me and the gaff at the time we had a few disagreements and everything, and it was something that my 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 cycle was done there. I needed a new challenge, and obviously Brentford came knocking at the door, and the way they play and everything, it was a no-brainer for me to to try and push to get that move done. And I was it's just delighted to that happened and it happened quite quickly as well. And moving to London as well. Yeah, London it was a it, the weather is a massive change, huh? <laughs> it's so much warmer, it, it, isn't it? So much it's so much nicer. I remember the days at Blackburn it was just windy and rainy every single day here. At least you can see the sun sometimes. 
Uh, you've had a couple of really good years I want to lead on to, but the, the playoff final win to yep. get you promoted to the Premier League, that w- must have been the best game you've ever played in, really. Yeah, obviously, especially after months before that we got into the doors that we lost against against Fulham. We having 11 days off, that's yeah. how much we had after the, the playoff final, and do it again. And being able to get it done automatically, but we crumbled again and we got it done in, in uh, during the uh, through the playoffs it was incredible uh, it was a shame that uh the stadium wasn't full obviously we i think at the time with covid we had 4000 fans yep 4000 fans uh brentford and 4004 so disappointing and it yeah, really it was it would have been would have been incredible obviously i went to watch bolton uh last week in the Papa John's in the Papa John's yeah obviously I had uh, Dion Charles and my friend that played there and the stadium was rocking yeah and I was just thinking I think they had 75,000 yeah, something like that I'm thinking I wish I had that yeah for the playoff final what was the celebrations like though behind uh, closed doors yeah we rented a, a room uh, like a VIP in a nightclub and then we celebrated there yeah not for a week or no, just no, one night I suppose it's Covid night. it's difficult yeah yeah one night well to be fair, I had a really good summer that year. Yeah, I bet, yeah. Lots of <laughs> holidays and stuff, yeah. Yes. Right, uh, obviously, you've been called up to the Spain squad a few times now. You've actually played two games. Yep. This must be, uh, obviously, the highest of achievements. Uh, you must be so proud of what you've achieved. That, that was, yeah, that's the biggest achievement I've on football that a player can can do. Yeah. Represent your country and play and, and be involved in the in the. World Cup, that is something that I will never forget, obviously. Especially the calibre of Spain yeah. as a country yeah. and yeah. The, the history of how good they are. And the team we had, the players we had, obviously we were very unlucky to to get um, knocked out by Morocco, but obviously it was incre- it's incredible. You know, thinking back the, all the years back that I've never been involved in the national team, it was the first call-up with the, with the first team and... And I'm not gonna lie. I've said when I was in the championship, uh, I said if I get to the to the Premier League, I'll be going to, with the national team. I'll be in Qatar. Set your goals. Qatar. And me and my agent, we spoke about it for for years since they we knew 2022 was gonna be in Qatar. I said we're gonna be in Qatar. We're gonna be in Qatar, and it happened. Uh, and it's mental how what your mind. And your mental thinking can do to to you to to achieve your stuff. What what are you next setting as your goal then? To a starting spot. A starting spot, yeah. yeah. Starting spot, and obviously as a with international, a starting spot, yeah. Yeah, obviously going to the World Cup. Then you said about the Morocco game. Uh, did you feel the disappointment because of like like I said, the history and how good Spain are, the expectation levels? Yeah, yeah, it was. We starting winning. Against Costa Rica, seven now. Everybody was buzzing. Yep. You know, and then we drew against Germany. Okay. Fair That's enough. a good result. Yeah. Good result. And then people before the game, obviously the media was saying, "Oh, just why you don't lose?" And then you go to the other one, to the other side of, of, of the knockouts, yeah. and then we will have Morocco or whoever. I think we will. So we lost. By accident, obviously, yeah, we, wanted to win, we wanted to win. And, you know, the media was killing us. How can you lose, blah, 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 and then, oh. But people were signing for it. Like, everybody will be happy. And then losing against Morocco, where 
we had chances to to win the game and obviously they had chances to win the game but you know Morocco did history they played they played the game they they had a major like massive games and massive wins and they got they did history for for the country and everything so they they, they were a really good team they they had a really really good they players were good and, too. And, they, and they played at their style of play where yeah. it was just coming back low block and then hit on the counter attack and it, it worked it worked so it was a bit disappointing obviously for for everybody and for the country to not to not get through uh, but an unbelievable experience yeah, for yourself incredible for world cup incredible incredible i would love to be the feeling in obviously was november december it won't you, quite you miss that feeling of a of a world cup and a little bit longer the the atmosphere on the streets obviously we had a few days off uh, when my family was there and then yep. we we were walking about and you didn't have that sense that it was a it was a world cup because uh, obviously it was very hot people was inside 40 degrees the rules and the, the laws yeah, are slightly every, different. different so we i think as an experience obviously it's incredible but i think you miss that a little bit that atmosphere and that and that extra bit of of not love but like of sense of fans and and yep and everything it yeah, was so different it was different for everyone spectators and obviously like you're saying players yeah. involved and especially in the, between the season you know is is just break the season and you come back and it's, it has to be in the summer well, this season would have feel feel like a long yeah. season for anyone that yeah. went to the world cup like yourselves because yeah. you've not had that period of rest you will just go right through to a, an extended premier league yeah. season yeah i had well at least I, i've not had any days off yeah like any extra days off or anything which i came back and uh, I did my my ligaments in uh, on my ankle, and I came back earlier. Uh, I should have been a bit more longer, but I I pushed through Push. to to play, and and I still have my my ankle there. But uh, yeah, I've not had any. any you days can off. wait till rest of the end of the season. That's what that's what they said. Right, <laughs> obviously Brentford are having an unbelievable season. Another one. It just seems like they keep getting better and better every year. Uh, and you're trying to push for these European spots yeah. now. Do you think it's possible? I know you, we've talked about off air that you've got a difficult run in, but that's got to be the goal. Yeah, that's obviously the the run in uh, the last few games. Obviously, is very hard. But what what game is not hard in the Premier League? Yeah. I think every game is so hard to 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 get points from and 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 everything. I think we we did we did a well we do it we are doing a great season and and to push for for European spots is 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 incredible. We want to to end up as high as possible and. And see what what we can we can achieve, uh, but yeah, obviously it'll be even unbelievable to to end up in those European spots. Uh, right, I want to touch on briefly about what's being linked in the media at the moment yep. and speculation about transfers. Yeah, uh, you've got another year left with Brentford. Yep, uh, and I don't want you to disclose no. any moves or anything <laughs> or what's going oh, I on. I cannot tell you anything because no. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything. So it's obviously flattering though to yeah. to hear the speculation and the clubs like Tottenham and Man United and Chelsea getting linked with you. Uh, and obviously, as a progression, naturally, for anyone in sport, wants to progress and wants yeah. to get to that next stage of their career. How much attention do you pay to it? Uh, obviously, it's nice to to hear that what 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 the the clubs are after you and 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 asking about you and 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 looking for you. So obviously, these these clubs are the biggest in in, in the world, and I think every player wants to play for for these clubs and and everything. But obviously, I've got a year left. You don't know what's going to happen in the summer, but I said it before. 
in in previous interviews where I've been offered two two contracts where I turned down uh, because they weren't the offers that we were looking for, and I think I want to I want to I want to push myself to to the highest level. I want to to push for for Europe to play in the Champions League, to to play in Europa League if if it's the case, and and try to to win those trophies and and have that that pressure of of a of a team that you have to do well every season and you have to win matches and you you have to to do well to 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 carry on playing and everything i want to to experience that and i think i'm on that stage of my of my football career where i'm i'm 27 and i think i'm i'm experienced enough to to handle everything that comes my way and and hopefully we can I can push for for all those. those I, stuff. I think it's thoroughly deserved, mate. The the form that you've been in for the last five years, I would say, and the the progression that you've made is just a natural upward curve. And like obviously, the the club that you're getting linked with, it's no surprise to anyone that's watched you play. Like you you're really yeah. doing well at the moment, and I hope it long continues. Let's hope so. Let's hope Hopefully. so. Hopefully, Fabrizio Romano. I just <laughs> want to get this bit in. Has linked you with a thirty-five million pound movement. <laughs> <laughs> that must be mental to hear. It is mental, especially with a year left. Yes, yeah. there's a lot of money, especially for for a goalkeeper. But you know, you, you never know what what's going to happen in the summer. Who's going to come in and and how much they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna offer, or, or or even maybe they don't come and I have to stay one more year. At Brentford, I'll stay at Brentford one more year. That's that's not a problem. No, you've done really well there. Make it. Thank you. No, not giving any exclusives <laughs> away, mate, and batting that off. I think you've done really well. <laughs> right. Uh, finally, right. Uh, I want to ask about the goalkeepers' union one more time. But yep. what what does the goalkeepers' union mean to you? Massive. I think having that relationship with your with your teammates and and the people that you work close, especially with with the goalies, is is, in, is important. Like I said before, if if one of the goal is you don't get along. It's not the same. You can't. They don't push you, or you don't push them that much. And I like to <clears throat> to try and help the youngins as well. And even if it's not the youngest, is Thomas Strakosha that that is my partner now, or Alvaro Fernandez last year. That they the the experience. But if I see something that I think they can correct or improve, I like to to share my thoughts. And then the same with them that. They see something about me. I I want them to tell me. I think you could do this. You could do that. And I try to help help them as much as possible. And I try to do what what I would like people to do to me. So try to be nice and try to push each other. Have a good bonding, good laugh. Like I said, we always start with two touch, having a laugh. And then when work starts, yeah, you have to work hard, but you have to enjoy it. And if you don't have a good relationship with your with your group of goalies. I don't think you can enjoy as uh, as fully and as uh, as much as you want to. No, I completely agree with you. You start off with fun and then you get down to business yeah. and you work harder and harder. I think the dynamics so important. Uh, right, and then one last thing, right? Any advice for goalkeepers that you think that has benefited your career, like stuff you do in the gym or um, routines or training? First, first, what I want to say, obviously, uh, I guess there's a lot of young young keepers Loads here. Loads of young keepers that um, listen. You always enjoy football. Uh, enjoy so enjoy playing. Doesn't don't matter. You always enjoy training and and, and playing. Uh, the future if when you're young, when you are six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, the future will decide what where you're gonna be. But at that age, obviously be competitive, trying to win, but always enjoy it. Don't get frustrated and and try and enjoy as much as possible. And obviously with drills uh, or or gym wise, I, I like to eat healthy. Eat healthy. That's that's very very important for 
for any athlete and for any person, I think uh, food is really, really important. Obviously, going to the gym and do the the right amount of exercise and the right exercises for for you uh, is really important to maybe not to improve in the, in a goalie's perspective, but to to make that career more longevity uh, is really important in, in in that way to be to be healthy and fit. No, mate. Honestly, it's been an absolute honour to have you on. You're a great you're a great role model as well. Uh, as well as for a modern young goalkeeper coming through now, you're the exact type of person that you should look up to. You've taken chances in your career, you've moved abroad and you've sacrificed a lot, but the, it's all paying off now, mate. And yeah. you're like I said, I, I wish you all the best. Thank it's you very much. It's been a pleasure to have you on. It's a pleasure to be here anytime. I'll Thank you back. very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much, David. Right, This has been the Yours Mind Away podcast with me, Mark Howard. Please like and subscribe and comment. It really helps the pod grow. Thanks a lot, guys. David Raya. Thank you. What a save from Mark Howard. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.